When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is greater in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. And today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast, we are excited because we are encountering the Sermon on the Mount. As you heard in the cold open, we are beginning our looking at this two, roughly two chapter chunk of the Gospel of Matthew in which we find the largest single chunk of Jesus' teaching in the Gospels. Yeah. It is a collection. It. it is so good. It is so good and so worthy of our time and our um, study. Yeah, podcasting mm-hmm. absolutely. Efforts. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I will love getting into is that just how much of this challenges us every day. We expect mm. Jesus to challenge yeah. us, us. Yes, but a lot of what he does, it sort of flips our expectation overhead. Mm-hmm. But I may be getting ahead of myself a little bit because that is yeah. part of what we want to begin is is to encourage you to encounter the totality of the Sermon on the Mount. Right? Yes. There are Absolutely. YouTube links you can in your Bible app. You can play um, the audio book version of the mm-hmm. Bible for these uh, two chapters or three chapters. We encourage you to in, to 
hear it in its totality. Uh, but for those of you who don't have the 16 minutes to, to give to that endeavor, I know it's 16 minutes because I did it this morning. <laughs> Hopefully um, you'll give 30 minutes to our podcast. Right. right. <laughs> and, and if you're making the choice, really, what, really? what, what choice we got is you. it? Really? Right. Keep yes. coming back. This is already playing in your ear holes. <laughs> exactly. so don't click uh, away. Right. Don't click away. Um, but we will endeavor today to, to each give you a 30 second summary of the sermon on the Mount. And so, um, out of fairness to Kiefer and by his request, we are letting Kiefer go first this morning. Oh, sure. And so, um, I will get my timer ready and I will hold it up. Oh, it's so gotta you know be 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, you get okay. 30 seconds. I'll just wait. Can we time down? So that the like, alarm. alarm goes off. <laughs> I don't sure. know if, if we can do. Yes, I've, we can. Okay. We can. I wasn't sure if if my version of the iPhone had a iPhone. second timer. Yeah. But it does. So un, just, unpaid plug to Disclaimer, Apple. I guess. I don't know. Uh, level of education. Also, how long it's been since we've read this actual thing. You said this morning. May vary. Between the three of us. Yes. <laughs> Might vary In a all bit. fairness, Daniel is teaching this right now yes well, this is true but that's okay which is part of the reason why we came y'all can this. come to bible study anytime <laughs> you want to come it's wednesdays at noon or mondays, mondays at, at noon. noon wednesdays at six that's right yes okay I'm all ready. right Kiefer, are you ready yes three two one begin okay so all i what i know about the beatitudes is um that it's sort of like the hub i guess of all of the the little kind of one-liners i guess that have shown up throughout my life as a christian like uh turn the other cheek right it's from the beatitudes or not from the beatitudes but from the sermon um and the beatitudes obviously at the beginning that we just read through um are sort of like probably what i've read the most over the last few years and so blessed are the poor and the weak and and uh, the peacemakers and all of that has sort of been very close. Oh, that, that was thirty it. seconds. That's thirty that seconds. Oh my it's gosh! So fast. He was holding it up so I could see it, but I was looking away because it was making me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, there you go. Well, there you go. You're done. <laughs> uh, Listen to the peacemakers. I guess I don't know. All right, Melissa. <laughs> I'm up. I'm ready. I'm all like right. nervous. Tell me when. Wow, I can't get a read on Three, two, one. Again. Okay, one of my favorite things about the Beatitudes is in the Sermon on the Mount is it actually starts with Jesus going up on a hill and sitting down, which is the classic posture of the of a rabbi, um, which just simply means teacher. So then everyone gathers around him and he teaches them all these things like the Beatitudes, which are all these like blessing things. And then you also have them teaching these like formulaic things of um, you were told this, but he's turning all this upside down on its head. And then from there, he talks about don't be showy in your religion. And he gives all these examples of how you can be really showy. Instead, you're not to do. No, I didn't quite make it. Oh God. <laughs> like one more piece. I was oh, too so, excited about the rabbi piece. So close. Yes, that, that rabbi. Um. <sighs> His heart. 30 seconds goes so much faster. I, yeah, I know. it is so incredibly fast. All right, wow. I got you. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. The Sermon on the Mount in a sentence. Jesus offers us an upside down ethic, a different way of seeing and doing the world. It's Romans 12, two, lived out and fleshed out in every way of our lives. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind and your spirit. Uh, Jesus is the new Moses in the midst of this. So he goes back to the commands that have shaped the people of Israel. You have heard it said this. Let us instead do this. It challenges us every step of the way, offering us a new way of being day in and day out, upside down ethic, 
Boom. Oh my goodness. It's like you're teaching. Oh my God. Right. Uh. I like that you started with like a one sentence summary. Right. <laughs> that well, was probably smart. It's the joy of like, going third. Here's the uh. symbolic greatness of, of all of this. That's and I'm right. like, he said, blessed are the poor. I, that's what I get. <laughs> and yet that is the upside down ethic. Yes. In, in yes. its, uh, you know, part of, part of what we heard earlier is these beatitudes, these blessings, these statements of assurance and wholeness mm-hmm. that don't make sense if we only encounter them with our quote common sense yeah right yeah i i think these passages are so incredible and i don't know if it's allowed to say this but i feel like the the one piece that none of us like got to which is like chapter seven oh, which yeah. is where he gets into like all these ideas of um you know narrow is the gate like right. that there's there's a cost to this kind of discipleship. There's a cost to like living out. Bonhoeffer. Yeah, that was a good Bonhoeffer reference yeah. that I just dropped. It was. There there definitely is, and it's not, I mean, part of what I think is captured in the one sentence summary of Jesus offers an upside down ethic. Yeah. Um, part of why it's upside down, part of the challenge of it is that it does not conform to the patterns that we are tempted right. to try to follow day in and day out, right? Yeah. It doesn't, feel it doesn't make natural. sense to our culture yeah and, and and to some of the kind of default ways of understanding mm-hmm. in our head uh, but inherent within that is the challenge yeah right i also love the like tension that we find over and over again throughout jesus's teachings in this of that um i think sometimes when we go to like more of a monk when we go to more of like the Dalai Lama or or a spiritual figure in that kind of sense we're going to someone who is doing such internalized work that goes deeper Mm. and deeper and deeper and there are these important elements from Jesus's teachings that are these things of like you know what is the state of your heart because the pure in heart receive a blessing right Right. like Mm -hmm. it's you have to do this internal work but also there is such a like how you interact with the world like how you go out and act like are you the peacemaker because there's Mm. a blessing for you um don't murder because that's not (laughs) loving your neighbor right? right like there's there's all these ways of like how are you harming or healing um, or creating wholeness or bringing good news to relationships. Um, Is this also where he says, you've heard it said murder, don't murder, but I say yes. don't be like angry. Yes. Like, right. he's, he's, so it's that drive to the yeah. inter- internal, yes, not exactly. the external, the, don't that, just not kill someone. Right. And so yeah. like, there's this constant tension yeah. that I think we're going to see okay. every week that we come at that, that like there's the upside down ethic. There's the, the paradoxes and the tension that, I just love in the Sermon on the Mount. When in the tension, Jesus raises the bar. Yes. Right. When he said, because it, and we'll get to this next week, but in the, you have heard it said, mm-hmm. thou shalt not murder. I'm very hopeful that everybody sitting around this table with me right now <laughs> is pretty clear that I'm not going to murder anybody and that you're not going to murder anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But he raises the bar to say, yeah, there is this baseline for outward yeah. care for humanity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Moses template that you lifted up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, for the state of your soul and for the state of the world, it also deeply matters that you not become angry within, right? Because while we're pretty clear to aim name the destructiveness of yeah. murder, 
it's also radically destructive for your soul your and for soul. the world. Yeah. Um, if, if you live in a constant state of bitterness and anger and frustration and mm-hmm. rah, inner yeah. rage, right? Yeah. Just because you didn't give somebody the bird in traffic doesn't mean that your <laughs> soul was not harmed in the buildup that made you have to do the internal, do I want to, do I not? No, I have the Jesus fish on the back of my car <laughs> and, you know, I've got the kids in the car. Do I want to show them that? I mean, right. Jesus in that raising of the bar mm-hmm. hits that place of tension that you talked about earlier, yeah. Pastor Melissa, that, yeah. that in between of, yeah, outward action really matters, but so does the inward. And, yeah. and All I can keep seeing at this, and this is probably y'all's fault on the podcast for making me watch sports last a <laughs> uh, couple weeks ago, is uh, watching the Super Bowl last night. The Jason Momoa commercial where, oh, yeah, where yeah. he's literally trying to lift this bar that he cannot. And then his <laughs> wife comes and just like Lisa Bonet lifts it with one hand right. to like help him kind of thing. Yeah, because like, he's already the, shed the, the yes, big arms shed, and the big... Yes, and his abs. Like it's just, you know, skinny little Jason Momoa can't lift <laughs> a barbell bar. without yeah. a yeah without any weights on it. And that like, I feel like so many times, like sometimes we feel like we are the skinny Jason Momoa, like... Pushing, 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 and Jesus is just like, and we're lifting this bar <laughs> even higher. That's funny. I wish I was the skinny Jason. <laughs> oh, man. No, I remember the days in, in seventh grade basketball and football weightlifting um, where, I mean, they'd pull us all together during off season and we'd go lift weights. And the basketball guys never lifted the weight in the same mm-hmm. way as the football guys did. We just... We didn't, even if we were big. But it was a big deal in seventh grade if you were putting weight on the bar, too. If you oh weren't just goodness. bench pressing the 45-pound bar, if you uh-huh. were throwing weight on it, too, you felt like big stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's probably a corollary for yeah. our walk with Jesus sometimes, yeah. right? Sometimes we are functionally bench pressing 55 pounds but feel like we are Ugh. really rocking and rolling. And Jesus yeah. is going, very good. I'm proud of you. How about another step? Yeah. Right? Let's throw another yeah. plate on either side and and. and keep growing and yeah. keep going yeah what i what i love about the beatitudes and like the whole sermon on the mount for me though like i think probably the concept that has like shown up i remember he, I, I don't know why it struck me so hard as like when i was probably around seventh grade like around that age like hearing about you're no longer citizens of the world but of the kingdom like i've been the concept of sort of the dual citizenship in the gospel has been probably the thing that i'm been trying to wrap my brain around for like a long time and so him um coming in especially like with this the the passage that we were just talking about about like anger murder like kind of anger being that step towards that way um how that concept of dual citizenship sort of starts like internally and up until this point it, it had all been about like how to look how to sort of like externally follow all the right moves and make all the right moves. And yeah. I think throughout the Beatitudes and a lot of, of obviously also in public all the time, he's kind of calling people like he'll say, why are you doing this? Why? Like, what are, what are you doing here? Are you actually angry and you're just sort of holding back your anger? Or are you trying to eradicate that anger inside of yourself? Because are you a citizen of this or are you a citizen of a world where yeah. anger isn't there? Like that's, that's the hard part. And so I don't know, that's the struggle and, I think that's why I'm super interested and intrigued about going going back through this as an adult because it's really been a while. <laughs> One of the things I love about the Sermon on the Mount is it does it addresses that dual citizenship, that dual impulses to internal reflection, but also external action. Today, as we seek to encounter it a little more fully, we're going to engage a practice uh, that also helps us wrestle with the 
impulse to internal reflection and growth, but also that push to outward action along the way. So we are going to engage a practice called Lectio Divina, which you've heard us talk about before. You've heard us guide you in before. It is a powerful experience where we try to begin by centering ourselves, kind of find yourself in a place of peace. Uh, If you need to go in a room by yourself, that's great. If you can do that sitting on the lawnmower, good for you. Um, Find yourself a place of peace. Try to quiet the distractions of your life, whether it's the TV or the radio. Uh, Quiet the distractions of your mind so that you might be open to hearing God speak. We're going to encounter the Holy Scripture three times. And as we do, we will have a question to guide you each time. I'm not going to share with you what those are because I don't want you thinking ahead. You don't get bonus points here. For today, we just want you to be engaged in this moment, in this practice, to see how God might move. Today, we encounter the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. As those words echo through your mind, I ask you, what word jumps out? What word sticks in your heart, in your mind, in your soul? What word can you not let go of? What is God bringing to the fore of your mind. Sit with that word. Make note of that word. Don't forget it. Keep it with you. If you need to make an actual note, that is okay. Go ahead and do that. As you prepare to hear the word of Jesus a second time, I ask you a new question. Be open to the movement of the Spirit within you this time. What is God inspiring within you? How do you feel different hearing these words? What emotion is overcoming you, is present? Know that the emotion may not have to make sense. It is just what it is. Own it. Look for it. As you hear these words of Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Can you feel how you're being moved in this moment? What are you feeling? How is your spirit stirring? How is your soul being moved? Try to capture that in a word or a phrase if you can, and make note of that as well. Put it right next to the word that jumped out the first time. You don't need to worry about judging it, but just hold it. Make note of it so you have it going forward. As we hear the words of Jesus a third time, I ask you to be open to how the Spirit is working in you to nudge you to be different? What action is the Spirit prompting in you as you hear these words of Jesus? What simple act are you being nudged to take on? 
Hear the words of Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Is the Spirit speaking to your soul? Has God convicted you of an opportunity for action? What is it? Can you capture it in a word or a phrase? If so, I invite you to make note of that as well. Take a moment to capture your action. How God has spoken to you in this time and and what you will do different because you've taken this time to encounter God through scripture. Make a note. Hold it. As we close, we, we take a moment to thank God. Thank God for the words of Holy Scripture and thank God for speaking anew into our lives as we give of our time, our focus, and our attention. As we seek to Shema, listen with our whole being to what God has to say. Thank you, Lord, for speaking this day. Amen. encountered yeah these words uh, of Jesus what jumped out what word leapt off the page and into your ears what gripped you and you couldn't let go of it that was definitely hunger mm. like it gripped me right because that's one of the first words that's yeah. in that and you know like I tried to like hold open you know openness of like I I know that this verse has more to say. You know, there's more coming. Like, what else might come? But it was it was hunger for me, and it it never let go. And that kind of played into my. Whenever it comes to like the emotions and all, and that kind of question, maybe it's because I'm not an emotional person. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, like, cold hearted. I'm so cold hearted. But I always joke and tell people like it doesn't have to make sense. Like Hmm. if. Yeah. If the emotion makes sense to you, that's what matters. Like, it's yeah. between you and God. So for me, is like, the emotion was like want. Like a desire. Mm. I guess desire might be a little closer to the emotion word of that. But it's okay. like, I want to hunger um, more. Mm. So that was mm. kind of where I was in the midst of that. My The word that jumped out to me was filled. Mm. Because and it's any anytime I, I do lectio, we're like on like the opposite, the very, like, the very end of the sentence. Yeah, yep. but anytime I do lectio, this is what I've learned from the couple times we've done it here mm-hmm. and a few times that I've done it elsewhere. Is immediately my mind like tries to start like picking up like I go for what's the most unclear thing in my like head about this. Like what yeah. is I go to the place of like I'm gonna open that box and figure this out this part right. of it. And the reason filled got me. It's probably because, I don't know, it's really the whole sentence, but the word filled, like being 
this later thing, like, blessed are the righteous, for they will be filled. Or, sorry, blessed are those who hunger for righteousness, for they will be filled. Was sort of this, like, do I, am I, what do I, what am I supposed to do from this? Am I supposed to yearn for righteousness so that I'm filled someday? Or am I supposed to find the ones who are hungry for righteousness and fill, like, am I the filler? Like, am I, what what is my job here as a disciple? Yeah. Was sort of the question that came, like, I don't, so filled for me was like, am I trying to, be filled? Am I filled? Am I trying to fill someone else? Like, am I, like, what is the, I, yeah. so it's more, the questions arose from like, what's my role? And so, and the emotion, I guess, is confusion and emotion. <laughs> I, uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. But, but I guess deeper than that, it was, it was like this, um, kind of like an anxiety, not in like the necessarily a, a, an all negative kind of a way, but like this desire, I guess, and back to desire mm-hmm. to like, to to go, to go the right direction with them, oh, yeah. like to yeah. to do the do the right thing, and and so, um, yeah, and I can and if I'm gonna go the extra step, the 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 do like the what am I gonna yeah. do about it? So that, it actually made me think back to two weeks ago, uh, or last week, two weeks ago, I was waking up at five a.m. and I did the, uh-huh. um, I volunteered on Saturday morning at, at the park, just like ten minutes away from my house, and. Uh, it just I, I was suddenly like back in that and, and I think this was a confirming like I need to just keep doing that so and usually mm-hmm. usually the do what am I going to do about this mm-hmm. part of it uh for me is always like the unclear fuzzy yeah. part but that for some reason it just jumped and it was like that was yeah. I need to be back there and that's eating awesome. hungry it's funny Kiefer your word that jumped out to you filled was the one that jumped out to me oh. too um but it I'm just over here in my own mind, <laughs> yeah. we, we kept listening past the first three, right. three words <laughs> don't worry god took us in completely different places Love so it. it's all good um and, and and for me the filling and like the the word and the emotion were intertwined i think that often happens when we practice right this way and and, and the feeling at the end of it was assurance Mm. Right, because this at the core, <laughs> as I heard it, was a promise. Yeah. So now so y'all different. are on the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So very different. Yeah. Uh, it, and Love I that. It took us well, why Electio Divina is so incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think it creates space for God to speak, not just in one way through one person, but to all of us in lots of different ways. Hmm. Um, we just completed here at the church a sermon series on Micah 6, 6 through 8. Right. Looking at uh, the call to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. And, mm-hmm. and that justice piece. Um, the the notes in, in, the, in the commentaries tell us that the word righteousness here, it can be substituted for justice. I mean, like an uh, equivalent okay. translation yeah. is justice. Yeah. Um, and, and so those who mm-hmm. hunger and thirst for justice... Mm-hmm will be filled and mm. and so we've been wrestling like i've been wrestling a lot with justice and, and what does that mean for our suburban fairly comfortable context right yeah, right and and what does it mean to to be called to live into being people of justice not just people of comfort um and, and sometimes that work is it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's messy sometimes there is stumbling if not right. falling on your face uh, <laughs> along the way and you know, as an Enneagram three, I don't like to stumble. I don't like to fall. I uh-huh. like to swimmingly succeed. succeed. What if I go stumbled? through everything? <laughs> <laughs> go through everything without ever having a blip along the way. Clumsy by uh, Chris Rice came into my head. Yeah. Throw back to some early. I was going to DC Talk. I yeah, guess that's what I was. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So I don't like those songs. Um, <laughs> 
But wow. but the the promise here, right, is those who hunger and because in hungering and thirsting there is there's an implication of longing, right? That that desire word that y'all named. Right. right. There's this longing and action, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, and at the end of it, there's a promise of fulfillment, right? They will be filled, and and that's where the assurance came for me. Yeah. Right. It may be messy. It may not be easy to to live a life where you're open to the story of your neighbor, where you see the places where harm and hurt are happening in their lives, where need arises, where you seek to do something about it, but then also go the next level of justice to do something about the root cause of the hurt and the harm hmm. and, and the need in somebody else's life. That, you know, I found for, for comfortable Christians, and I say this as one, mm-hmm. we're usually okay at seeing the story of the people who surround us to be able to see the places where hurt harm and need arise and at a base level try to do something about it yeah we're, we're happy to meet the need to go to that place absolutely but but taking that next step to going now what is the root cause of this where does the harm come from and how do we begin to do something about that often that's the next brave step yeah yeah, yeah. That is the step of justice that pushes us out. I love your word of your brave there because it pushes us out of our comfort, mm-hmm. right? And, and so for me, as I hear this, this promise of Jesus, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or justice, they will be filled. It speaks to my soul in that even if it's messy, even if it's hard, even if it doesn't come as quickly or as simply as we long to, if we give it mm-hmm. our best, right, the the core of our being in the midst of this, it's going to come. And, and that feeling of fullness that, you know, the the feeling of fullness that came in, in my mind and my body is that feeling from, like, Thanksgiving. Okay. Right? Just you know, over. When you're just, like, full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I think it says something about the comfort level of my 21st century uh, American life mm-hmm. that I have to go to Thanksgiving for full because <laughs> frankly I live my life in a state of fullness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um so I gotta go to like above Extreme and beyond full, full. to mm. have a, a feeling of full. Yeah. But that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting my my action, um you know, I feel like both of y'all's kind of um came in a different way than mine did because my action for me was like man i have had such clarity around like work stuff of like what are goals what are things i'm hungering for what are things i'm seeking out to do this year thanks be (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry (laughs) no uh, but but the the piece where I haven't taken that intentionality is with my own life mm-hmm. of like, I, I know in general things that I want, but it's like, what's the thing that for 2020, mm-hmm. I want to get real like clear on hungering after, you know, mm-hmm. if, if people is what I'm all of, because, you know, I'm such a holistic kind of person. So if people is what I, I want in work, then people is also what I want in my own personal life. So like, mm-hmm. what is the, what are the ways that I'm encountering people when I go home um, or when I go out into the community and that kind of thing. So for me, I feel like my call to action was just saying, I need to take, I just need to take some time mm-hmm. one evening to get clear on like, cause if not, it's going to be 2021. Sure. Um, and I, I'll have some good stories. I'm sure. I'm sure some of it will happen um, or I can be intentional to creating and crafting those spaces. And that's how I much prefer prefer to Hmm. go.
Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. If you enjoyed today's episode and are a fan of Lectio Divina and everything that we're doing, and you know somebody uh, who also would be a fan of everything that we're talking about and doing right now and maybe needs to listen to the Beatitudes and and the Sermon on the Mount again, then we are going to invite you to share this on your social media, post a link to the SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast link. Um, do all of the things so that this podcast and this conversation uh, can be open to as many people as possible. And we want uh, as many people as possible to join in with us in, in this conversation. So go share. As you get ready to go, I want to give you an invitation to grow. Today you have experienced the power of praying the scriptures, of encountering Holy Scripture, seeking to hear a word from God, to be moved by God, and to be pushed toward action. I hope you have made note of the feelings and the words and the actions that have spoken to you today, but I don't want you to keep those to yourself. What you experienced with us around this table just a few minutes ago is the power of sharing our experience and what can come into being when we take what is a deeply personal experience and make it a holy and collective one. So your invitation to grow this week is to to experience the power of God by encountering God prayerfully through the scriptures. But don't keep it to yourself. Maybe that looks like sharing this podcast with a friend of yours and making a commitment to grab coffee and debrief after the fact. Maybe it's literally listening to it with someone, the guided meditation piece specifically. Maybe it looks different for you. I don't know. Maybe you've got a prayer partner across the country. The invitation, though, is the same. Find someone to engage this practice with this week. Someone to walk on this journey with. That is your invitation to grow. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go about your week. May you go knowing that God will encounter you in the tension space between the upside down kingdom and where you are currently. So go. Brave the wilderness in the tension space where Christ will encounter you in the Sermon on the Mount. May you go in peace. Amen.